0: Enlightened Podcast. I'm Becca from Insightful Connections and we have the fabulous Michelle. Oh,
1: fabulous Michelle. That's exciting. I uh, don't hear that very often, Rebecca. Uh, yes, it is Michelle, our price, from Michelle, our Price the a light worker. And uh, nice to be here today, Rebecca.
0: So today our mission, as always, is to get you to learn something, maybe give you some guidance with a card draw, which Michelle's doing today. Ooh,
1: yes, I am. And
0: share some tips and tricks
1: hopefully um yeah
0: yeah hopefully <laughs> so today our theme is feng shui so in the home and at work or just in life in general i guess so but before we get into that we're going to i'm going to ask michelle what she's been up to what's been going on
1: where she's have at oh i don't know um, so, Beck, I was seeing about time management recently, and um, and all my commitments and things like that. And obviously, you know, this is twenty twenty three uh, when you guys are hearing this. So, um, you know, I'm part of a business committee, I'm a business owner, you know, I've got a lot of commitments to go with that. Uh, I'm doing my Reiki Shadi Masters this year, um, studying in Feb, studying Lomi Lomi Massage as well um, and platform mediumship and also channeling because I've got a client who's a trans medium and she's going to teach me channeling. So all of that's happening in 2023 and I'm kind of going into this year and finishing off the, you know, the book because I still have to do the cover art and a few things with the book so you know there's a lot of commitments and i was just thinking gosh i'm spreading myself very thinly and i want to get more things um done on my to-do list because sometimes the to-do list just keeps going month to month month to month and it's the same stuff all the time we're not getting it done so i was thinking back and we talked about this off air and we're in agreement um, that maybe we go from weekly to fortnightly so every second week so from now on living enlightened podcasts uh or episodes rather will be fortnightly um as opposed to weekly so I just think this is a really good decision. Becca and I are in agreeance. Um We do like the weekly thing. We like our weekly catch-ups, but I feel like this will give us some time to, you know, be really creative, really think about what's going on, um, think about our major takeaways for the week, do some prep, you know, do some pre-prep. So um, I feel like that will be a really good um, thing and I'm pretty excited about that, Becca.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah, very, very
1: and then we'll be excited. doing a card draw. Sorry, I just wanted to say I will be doing a card draw, but I'll do that when I get into the episode because <laughs> it's actually relevant to what we're talking about. That's why I've used this particular deck. I'll be drawing from the Quan Yin Oracle, uh, but I'll get into that in a sec.
0: Very cool, very very cool. So, what have you
1: been up to, Love? What's been going on? Me,
0: I am um, actually. I've got a few little projects that I want to to spend. You know, maybe. 20 minutes, half an hour, or depending on how long it drags on for <laughs> doing myself. So I've got a, a, a table, an outdoor table, then I want to sort of refinish, sand back and refinish. I've got a few other things. Now that I'm starting to slowly get things put away properly in the, in the house, um, I just want to go through and just freshen up a few of my furniture items, like my outdoor table. And um, that needs a lot of love at the moment. And um I also sort of getting rid of stuff I don't need that I've come across that I don't need anymore after the the move last the end of last year. So that's that's been a busy time.
1: It's great. And I love the repurposing because I mean, you know, really, and I know my husband's in the laundry listening, but um he likes to just buy things and it's like sometimes it's nice to do that, you know, the old table, revarnish it and Send it back and all that stuff, you know, repurposing's great. Um, whereas old mate out there likes to just rebuy things, new things, and chuck the old thing in the uh room upstairs, Rebecca. It's very scary well, up there. I don't go up there very often. <laughs> 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 and I know he's listening, that's why I'm saying it to rev him up.
0: Well, one of the principles of of Feng Shui that we're going to be talking about today, and I just sort of quickly throw this in here, mm-hmm. is if it is broken, you need to either fix it. Or get rid of it mm. because mm. of the energy that goes with it um but- crystals
1: we don't do that we put the crystals in the garden if the crystals yeah. are broken i had a lady rock up with her so bring your crystals to me and she brought this bag of crystals and most of them are being glued back together she dropped most of them Oh and gosh. they're all like literally glued back together. And I'm like, oh my gosh. no, no. And these are towers with the points on the top, split in the middle, like no, where No, you can't use those. They're in the garden. She was so devastated. I was like, it's not going to, no. Having the glue in the middle, it's not happening. No, no, no. Return to <laughs> the garden.
0: So that's yeah. right. Um, crystals are a little bit different, but items, everyday items that we yeah. use. If we find something that is broken, um, we either have to fix it or get rid of it. Mm-hmm. In, in feng shui yeah. um, principles and there's there's a reason for that but i just thought that was interesting so you know mm. do, you don't have to i know you he can't hear me but you don't have to throw everything out jason <laughs> mm. No, it doesn't throw it out
1: back. It's up in the room up there up or the under the stairs. Yeah, we can't uh, get under the stairs either. Yeah. Well,
0: that's <laughs> thing too. That's a lot of stagnant energy being stored there as well. Yes it,
1: yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh anyway, it's gonna rev me up. So let's move on, Rebecca. Let's uh <laughs> let's get into it, shall we? Um so I did use a Yin oracle <laughs> today for our card draw because um, you know, she is someone who's very well respected in East Asia. Um, and she's a, a goddess, so she was human. She did walk the earth. She's one of the ascended masters, uh, which means basically she ascended and took a body with her and everything else and uh, went up that way north. Um, So she uh, is considered the goddess of mercy. So I did a little Googling because I wasn't sure what the actual um, definition of uh, Kuan Yin would be. So I'll include the link that I used in the show notes for this. Um, plus the deck that I'm using as well because it is a really beautiful deck. Look, well, I don't think there's multiple decks. I think it's really only the one that I've seen uh, published by Blue Angel. Funnily enough, um, so yeah, this is the deck that I'm using, the Quan Yin Oracle by Alana Fairchild. So um, she's got us the mercy. Um, her name literally translates to the one who hears the cries of the world. How beautiful is that? The one who hears the cries of the world, and that's humanity and all my hair just went up when I said that. Um, that's humanity. So her five major virtues are mercy, modesty, courage, justice, and wisdom. So, um, and she is just divine. I mean, this Alana Fairchild um, book that I've got, uh, the guidebook that's sitting in front of me, um, the images are just so feminine, so beautiful. Um, it's, it's honestly one of my favorites. I don't use it a lot because it's quite... A complicated deck and i do like to use um simple when i'm doing certain readings um obviously you know Carl gray and all of those ones um i use them a lot as well but the Quan yin deck is quite you need to use your intuition a lot with this one so i wouldn't really ever use it in like a facebook live or anything like that sometimes one-on-one i will if we're doing you know house business and things um but i thought because of what we're doing today feng shui um that i'll actually use this deck so um the sound Oh, the Sound of the Fierce Flute is the card that I've grabbed. Ah. And you can see she's there and it is a very unusual flute because I played the flute and that doesn't look like any flute I've ever played. So it must be some sort of, uh, I guess, Asian version of that um, that they must play. So it's quite different. It almost looks like a pipe to me. Um, so Sound the Fierce Flute. Uh, that's a number 29, uh, 11, my master number. Uh, I like to do with mission, get on with it, your life purpose, get on with it, let's do it. But interestingly, because I mean, from Sound of the Fierce Flute, I don't know that that really gives much away, but it actually ties a bit in with um, the last episode we did about accountability, um, because it, what it talks about is actually discernment. So discernment is telling the difference between truth and lie. So whenever someone's getting a reading done or you know anything, um, and I had a lady recently say to me, Michelle, I've had some really bad readings, you know, and I um, I hope you're better. And I'm thinking, oh, shit. <laughs> Cause that's like pressure, you know, I've had, I've had a few, I've had a few walk in the door and go, I had a reading with this lady and she was terrible and rah, rah, rah. And it just doesn't set the best tone, you know, it kind of brings all the vibrations down. And then I'm sitting there going Oh my God, well, I hope I'm better than that other person. I don't know. So, you know, I say to people when they say that to me, especially if they give me a heads up before they come, I'm like, well, use your discernment sister. Like if you think I'm the best person for you, really trust your gut. Because I feel like the people that were not so good or weren't good for you or whatever, because I don't think they're not good. I just say maybe they're not the best person for you. What was your gut telling you? Was your intuition telling you this probably wasn't the best person for you? Listen to that. Um, Because the last thing I want someone walking through the door saying is, oh my God, you know, I had all these awful readings. I hope you're better. I'm like, what? Um, I really don't want to hear that. So discernment, truth or lie? Am I telling the truth to you? Do you feel like this is the truth? think esther hicks and jerry hicks abraham you know for me i listen to it and i go that is that is truth so basically what this is is sounding the fierce flute is about flushing out the rubbish flushing out the stuff that doesn't mean anything so when we're having conversations we want it to be truthful real let's say what's really going on like i said in the last episode Sometimes people are really angry and they say all the things they don't mean. They say all the things that aren't really what's happening inside of them. They're actually really emotional, but they're giving you all sorts of hogwash. So it's like see through the rubbish, see through the layers, maybe is a better way of saying that. Because a lot of the time there's emotion under there. You know, when some random person comes in and screams at you at the Coles Deli, a lot of the time it is that there's other things going on with them during that day. They've had a bad day. They had someone pull out in front of them at traffic. They got made redundant There's always a lot of other things that are going on that we often don't know um, that are going on. So the fierce flute is basically cutting through all the vibrations with purity and intent. So you using your discernment actually allows you to stay true to your values and your spiritual destiny. So spiritual destiny, same as last episode, we're talking about where we're heading, our mission, et cetera. 11 fits in with that as well. uh, Without getting distracted. This is so good because it really is about showing up. Um, if you want to grow spiritually through love, joy, peace, abundance, you know, all of the wonderful things, all the things we're trying to manifest, we need to discern between higher and lower vibrations. So as we know with music, I've got a lot of confirmation about, thank you, Kuan Yin, with the music, that actually raises our vibration. So the flute, interestingly enough, some of um, our viewers or listeners rather may not know this. The reason I play the flute, back is because the flute actually um, – tunes us to um all of our um chakras so it actually if your chakras are out of alignment or they're a bit out of whack um often becca and i will play our singing bowls for example to bring us back into alignment but what the flute the instrument the flute actually does which a lot of people may not realize is it actually tunes to all the chakras so if you play the flute from the lowest to the highest frequency um or note um it's actually tuning all of your um chakras so when I play the flute, um, and Jason likes to dance to the flute, he likes to dance when I play the flute, Rebecca, um, <laughs> because it makes him happy, and it uh, makes me very happy as well, Um, then that's actually tuning all of your um, chakras. So remember with the music, it's really important, the flute in particular, and uh, it's not common because there are other instruments. I mean, I played the clarinet, and it really grinds my gears now. It's not something that I really enjoy listening to. So, and the flute is so much more gentle and sweet and beautiful. And I actually want to learn um, the pan flute or the um, Native American Indian flute, like the wooden. Um, I actually really want to learn that. You know, that's my goal because I just love listening to that. Um, It's very Native American Indian. And um, again, great for those uh, chakras. So I think that card's perfect. It does time really well with the last episode and this episode. Um, But getting into Feng Shui, because I could talk about Kuan Yin all day and I'll probably talk about her more later. Um, what is it really, Beck, You know? Um, So I thought I'm going to look at Wikipedia, look at Wikipedia for this just to get a bit of a definition to kick things off because otherwise we talk about this thing and everyone's going, well, what the hell is this, guys? You know. So what it is, it's an ancient traditional Chinese practice um, and the belief is that it uses energy forces to harmonise individuals, so human beings, um, and I guess animals as well, with their surrounding environment. So Feng Shui literally means wind water and these are the definition definitions that i like because reiki is universal energy it literally means universal and um key is energy in japan so um wind water is what feng shui actually means you know because everyone says it differently uh, but that's literally what it means wind water so basically what that is is it's fluid representing fluidity so you think about the feminine you know energy masculine is more yang feminine is yin and we are the go with the flow ease and grace all of that, the water element. So um, from ancient times, landscapes and bodies of water were thought to direct the flow of the universal chi uh, or cosmic current or energy, so key in, um, in Japanese. So through places and structures. So that's why they wanted to build around um, water, you know, and you think about Venice and places like that. So it directs the water, directs that universal chi, uh, cosmic current or energy. Um, so chi has the same patterns as wind and water. Um, so, someone who can actually understand them can affect the flow to improve wealth, happiness, longevity. So that's long life, um, eternal youth, uh, and also family. So, on the other hand, if we don't have the flow correct, um, then that brings bad results or you know bad juju's, you know whatever you want to say. So, Feng Shui includes astronomical, astrological, architectural, cosmological, geographical, and topographical dimensions. So, I guess with the topographical and all of that. It's getting us into, you know, ley lines as well, Um, the, you know, energy um, meridians, you know, of the earth and stuff like that. Um, So really important. We don't want to interrupt that, um, you know, that flow. So blocking a door, et cetera, I'm assuming would not be a great thing. Um, But, you know, placing crystals strategically, all of that, um, I think is what we're going to get into uh, during the show today, Beck.
0: Absolutely. Um, and I just wanted Ooh. to add to to what you were saying, Michelle. When um, You were talking about, you know, seeing through the rubbish and, and conversations. Sometimes seeing through the rubbish is also looking at projecting. So what are you mm. saying to others that is projecting? Are you feeling like that someone's not making sense? Maybe you need to maybe um, obtain some clarity in your own expression.
1: Good one. Yeah,
0: so this is this is the sort of thing that comes you know it's it's back and forth and again accountability checking in with ourselves what is our part in in the miscommunication or, or what's happening there Yeah, um, and just back with the um that the energy flow the the chi for the key or chi or however anyone wants to say it <laughs> um it is um The the energy flow there, the garden path, Sirian's putting me off.
1: Oh, is he? I can hear him. He's going to town over there.
0: Yeah, he is. He's just sort of picked up all of a sudden. It's like, oh, hang on, I'm awake today. Here Um, I am. Life
1: is good. Yes.
0: So, yeah, garden path energy. So what they actually say um, and some of the guidance that is there with the Feng Shui is your front door having all the energy coming into your front door or whether it's coming too fast whether it's coming too slow and having a path that comes um, to your front door is a very uh, good thing to have however it cannot or should not be just a straight path it needs to have like a bit of a bend to it to slow down the energy so the energy is not just rushing at your front door there it's actually just a little bit of a curve or a little round garden. So the path comes up and then goes into a circle and then comes back and you've got like flowers or something in the middle just to help um, slow the current or the flow of that energy coming through. So if you find that you've got a very busy house and there's a lot coming in, coming in, coming in all the time um, and you're not keeping up with all the, the visitors or, um, you know, the energies or the, the dynamics of the home bills all those sorts of things uh, a garden path with just a bit of a curve that comes up to it towards your front door helps dispel that energy still helps that energy come through but slows it down to a more manageable reach
1: mm. hmm. so feng shui that originated in um china didn't it it's chinese origin yeah. So those little I was just thinking about the Zen Gardens, where are they from? Are they Chinese or
0: the Zen Gardens?
1: Yeah, yeah really you know, the cool. little Zen gardens with the little rocks and you have a little rake and all of that. Where's that from?
0: Oh, Maybe that's don't Japanese. Know. I don't
1: know. Could you know what a I'm a talking t- about, the little mini yeah, ones you yeah, have on I your do. desk.
0: But I think I think oh Japan,
1: yeah, that's Japanese.
0: Yeah, Japan, yeah. but I think there is a lot of sort of um synchronicities in in different things. Mm. Um in that respect um so the feng shui principles are and this is just and this is this is where i think the they sort of have similarities feng shui principles are wood earth metal fire and water so wood is your growth and your creativity earth is your stability and balance this is why we ground ourselves we go out to the grass we go out to the earth and we release energy and and ground ourselves during that. Metal is your logic and intelligence. Water is your wisdom and serenity. And fire is your passion and energy. So they all work in in different things, um, different aspects, and they sort of, um, there's actually a Feng Shui chart that shows you what cancels out the other. So if you have too much of one energy, you could bring in another energy into that space to um, to either dispel it a bit or to increase it a bit. So, for example, um, the earth, so water symbolizes wisdom and serenity. It helps with clarity and relaxation. Mirrors are reflective surfaces and aquariums are good ways to add the water element to your space. But if you have, um, you know, a quadrant in your house that, say for example is the health the health area and it's in a water like your, your health area is in the bathroom um you're flushing away all your health and your good you know all that that energy that you need it's actually just because you've got drains in the bathroom so um that comes down and and because it's such a water area so what you need to do is then counteract that with something like um the earth so you can put in pot plants in wooden baskets or, or things like that it, it it's a little bit a little bit to get your head around but it takes mm. but it's it does all make sense it does all make sense so you have um effectively a bug map and a woody a bug map oh. have a look at that um, I've actually that'll be in the show notes. going to put
1: that in the show notes because I've got no idea what that is.
0: Yeah, I've put okay. I've put a link to this site that I'm looking at because I've, I've I looked at this site and I thought this would just be probably because there is a lot involved in it. This is um, probably the best site just to sort of help explain different things in it. There's the Eastern Bagua and the Western Bagua, so. Effectively, what it is, is it's a nine grid map and it's got nine different areas that that um, incorporate your life and your experiences in your house. Um, and I'm just basically talking for, you can do this for your office, you can do this for your car, you could do this just for one room at a time, you can do it for your house. So this nine quadrants is, it has your wealth area, your fame area, your love area your family, your health, your children, your wisdom, your career and your helpful people. So effectively, it's this nine grid. You put it over like a a floor plan. If you don't have a floor plan of your house, you can draw it out roughly. And you place this over the top and it gives you an idea of the different quadrants and different areas of the Chinese Bagua in your house. Uh, so generally the centre part of the house in my house where I am now, that's now my, um, my health area and my, the element is earth. So lots of different colours support that like yellows and oranges. Um, and it, it gives you just that guidance of what areas what and what you can do to add a little Feng Shui principle to, to bring something into that so with my health area because it's the center of the house um i've got lots of yellow and orange fruit so i've got Mm -hmm. lemons on in a fruit bowl on the table and oranges and things like that um really simple little fixes and you don't have to go crazy and fix every centimeter of your room you just need to do little things effectively what it is is it's just acting on what makes you feel good what principle makes you feel good what you what you um resonate more with
1: yeah and I think it is about the feeling back and I've sort of written that um in here too is even though I don't know a lot about feng shui and I haven't sort of researched a lot of it um it is a feeling you know I feel like I yeah. don't want my door to face my bed to face the door or whatever so I think um you know bedrooms are sort of I think without mm. people realizing it, it is sort of structured that way yeah. um but I was just doing some research because you mentioned the plants and things. And, um, and I was like, where are bonsais from? Um, but Feng Shui does um, tie into, you know, plants. And I do have a lot of um, living plants in my room, which um, are looking very, very healthy because I do a lot of Reiki on them and feed them with lots of water. Um, but they actually recommend placing bonsais in the east, south and southeast corners of the room you're in. So I'm actually thinking about this because I've actually got some clients and it, I didn't just randomly Google this. I have had clients who've been coming in so they've been getting bonsai trees or people have been giving bonsai trees to other people for Christmas. So, yeah, I don't know issue. what that is. I mean, seeing them a lot at markets. So I don't know if that's what it is, but um, they seem to be around a lot more. And I imagine they like cooler climates. I have no idea. I've never had one. Um, But, yeah, bonsais. Um, so if you're going to get one, east, south or southeast corners of your space um, are good for a bonsai. So um, it actually, the tree itself can help make sharp lines a little bit softer. So um, soften a room um, and help with the proper transition and flow of energy. So it does actually help with removing blockages and even tension from a space. So for a room like myself, where I have a lot of people, you know, who are um, emotional and got a lot of going on, um, that could actually be really good for me. So, um, yeah, I might actually invest in something like that because, um, yeah, it's weird. Everyone seems to have been um, getting them for Christmas this um, past year. So um, historically, um, in terms of Feng Shui, um, it was actually used to orient buildings um, and spiritually significant structures. So they even used Feng Shui in tombs, which is so interesting. I didn't know this. So um, and I have put the links to all of this uh, info in the show notes. Um, so, um, yeah, tombs actually used them in there. So some people use feng shui, maybe actually trying to, you know, get a bit of security. Um, and I think security is a big one. I do feel like that's a lot to do with this uh, or control. So um, their motivation may be similar to the reason some people actually, you know, go to you and I, you know, to have their fortune read or to find about the future, um, etc. So, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. But They use them in tombs. And you think about, I guess, Egypt and places like that, that's not part of Asia. Um, but, yeah, tombs may be in the um, Asian nations.
0: Yeah, um, but I just wanted to to put in here too, it's about the direction of the, the flow, as we've already um, alluded to, but opening up spaces, getting rid of the clutter and the stagnant energy, blocking energies. Um, so if you have a, a storeroom and it's just, you open the door and you've got lots of stuff put in there, you look at it and it looks heavy. It looks overwhelming. It looks too much. It looks, and that's the energy that you're taking on with that. Then you then you know you walk away holding that energy, um, which is which is really um, interesting. Now, with the the thing with feng shui is you don't have to have your home looking like an age old Chinese, you know. Shop or if you want you do that, to do that, then add, go right ahead. But we're just to. saying, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. If you want to do that, you can, but you don't have to. Um, so, there's plenty of elements in the practice, and there's lots of things that you can do to um, modernize it a bit, which is really cool. So, for example, one of my areas is um, my helpful people area. Uh, I have a um, metal, because that's the metal area, metal element, um, I have a metal, shiny metal light floor lamp that's sitting behind my corner lounge, just in the corner there. Um, the idea is that the, the the silver lamps in that area bring in that metal element. You can have wind chimes, you can have all sorts of different um, different things. Um so it doesn't have to be, you don't have to have just the, you know, big metal gong thing sitting, taking up the lounge room area and, and you can't go get around it or anything like that.
1: It's got to be um, practical, huh?
0: Hey? It's got to be practical and it doesn't have to be costly too. You can get a bit creative, which is also very good for opening up your energy centres. Um and and especially your solar plexus area is by creating things yourself making things that make you feel happy um now we spoke about this a little while ago which is what brought this episode up is i i made some and i just went to like the the you know five dollar store and i got some plastic white plastic um little baskets Mm. half half circle baskets and i've filled it up with garden rocks river rocks those sorts of things and I've put them all together and then I've added in the colors which you know represent that need to be in that earth area so I've put in a few green and orange and yellow river rocks in there as well and I've added crystals because I put my rose quartz in there for love and and what have you I've just put some glue on them glued them all down And now I have a cover to sit on my drain so that I don't have energy flowing down my drain.
1: So clever.
0: Have the shower, take it out, have your shower, you know, clean your shower down, rinse it down, whatever you do, whatever your practices are after you've, you've had a shower, and then just lift it back over the drain. Once all the water's drained out, lift it back over the drain and it keeps it covered. And it's also, you know, um, a bit more attractive when people come in, to your house and they see that there's a drain there it's just like yep and then they see something like that it's like oh that's interesting and it's a talking point Mm. (laughs) opens up relationships opens up conversation
1: absolutely and that's what we want to do i mean ultimately um that's why beck and i you know do what we do here because um we want to i guess educate you know teach um other people who don't know about this sort of stuff. And I mean, certainly this is a learning experience for me because sometimes I do know a bit about what we're talking about. But um, today it's really just sort of more of an intuitive thing for me. And so sort of looking around my room, because I'm recording from the room that I work in, um, and sort of seeing what I've done and why I've done it, you know, why I've placed things in the areas that I've done it. Because, you know, I guess the message is listen to your gut. Um, and that's certainly what I've done here. Um but, you know, looking around the room, and I have been while well, we've are we been talking about this, um, I do orient my table um, towards the doorway. And so I always make sure whenever, and we're building a house, so I've made sure in the house we're building that this is the case, that wherever I'm sitting, that I have a doorway where past over loved ones are able to come in. Because in my logical mind, that kind of makes sense to me. So, and I've recommended this to clients that's changed their lives, you know, people who are starting to do readings are like Michelle, I'm not getting a clear connection, they're in and out, and they're facing a wall with no doors or entry points. So, I'm like, change your direction, move your table around, and all of a sudden, there they are. So obviously when you're standing on stage doing platform mediumship, that's like a different thing altogether because, you know, there's entry points all over the place because you're standing in front of a crowd. But in a room like this, it makes sense to me to have, you know, loved ones coming in over here. Um, and ascended masters generally hang out in the garden and then come in from that point on my left. Um, so I've got a garden sort of on my left. So um, for me, this is the best orientation. And Jason, when I first started out, did try to get me to sit on the other side of the desk. Because it's nicer, you know, I've got a solid wall there. I've got all my cards behind me, but it just didn't make sense to me. And I couldn't read from over there because I felt like I had to look over my shoulder at whoever was coming in. So the other thing that I've done, back, and it wasn't totally intentional. I might even take a photo of this and put it in the show notes. It wasn't totally intentional, but um, one of my clients actually got me a PAMSA, you know, the um, evil eye sort of dream catcher yes. that's got the feathers and everything hanging off it. And um, so I'll just take a photo of that. And then when I was at uh, Nurture, we saw they had the Hamza hand. Um, it's a bit of a silhouette, but anyway, uh, you get the idea. But it's a um, Hamza hand uh, sort of hanger, you know, it hangs off a little um, ring. So I was like, oh, I just love that hand um, situation with the Hamza, uh, which is basically um, uh, it's meant to reflect the evil eye. So it's meant to sort of keep it away, you know, at bay. So if someone's, um, you know, got not good intentions for you or whatever the case may be. And funnily enough, I've got two of them. Uh, one's a dream catcher. One's just like a little kind of wind chime or whatever you want to call it, um, hanging in the window. That the third, That's the first window that people see when they come to my house because my windows, my um, room is at the front of the house. So where I read from. So that was kind of handy just doing that. But um, one of my girlfriends is into Feng Shui. She actually recommended, I don't know how you feel about this. She recommended having a um, mirror. So there was a lady who had, uh, basically she was living kind of around bushland and we felt like there'd been some things that had happened with the Indigenous people in that area and the bushland didn't have great energy and there was certainly a lot of not not great energy in her house and things that had been happening. So we put mirrors in her front room and she's actually invested in a really beautiful mirror now and she's got that actually in the yard because she said, does it have to be in the house? I was like, well, probably not. So she's actually invested in a beautiful mirror that sits in front of that window um, or in front of the house. And it actually is reflecting all that energy back out and her whole house has changed and she's now running um, a home business. So from uh, 2023, she kicked off um, her own hypnotherapy business and, um, you know, and everything is really happening for her now. Whereas I've been having a lot of, you know, not good luck before that. So the mirrors are an interesting one too. And that was one of my clients who's um into Feng Shui. She actually recommended that. Uh, and that's actually made all the difference. So, and all the neighbors now have got terrible luck. So <laughs> she'll have to pass on the, uh, pass on the knowledge. Um, but yeah, the hamser hand is also known to bring good fortune and fertility in certain religions. So it's not just about protection from the evil eye. Um, it is about that too. So thinking about maybe mirrors um, and recently back, um, they're only 10 bucks. Um, I actually invested in um, Rose Quartz fairy lights and they're so pretty. Um, they don't really show up much during the day. But at nighttime, I've got them sitting along the same windowsill that's at the front of the house where the ham's hand is. And I've got these beautiful rose quartz fairy lights. And we're actually going to um, probably, when we have time, put them above the window behind me, I'm just like running along window, the window yeah. frame. Because rose quartz is unconditional love, no judgment, um, really good energy. And then you can see, um, the listener at home can't see, but um, behind me when I'm doing my Facebook lives, I've got this beautiful wooden angel with an amethyst uh, crystal lining. So the angel has a heart shape cut out of the middle of it. So it's basically got a hole through it. Um, And amethyst crystals all around the um, heart space sort of cut out. And uh, Jason bought that for me from Nurture. They've actually sold out. They don't have them anymore because um, basically when people saw them in my room, everyone went, where is that from? And they went to Nurture and bought them. So there aren't any more. So don't bother with that. But um, I like the soft light that this sort of stuff brings to you. So my little angel, love, um, and the uh, salt lamps. I've got salt lamps. I've got selenite lamps. Um, I love all of the soft light that these things create. And I think that that just really adds to, I'll take a photo of that as well. Um, They look much nicer at nighttime. But um, all of that adds to the atmosphere of a room. It softens. People come in and they feel safe. They feel content. Um, And I don't even realize, Beck. you know, a lot of people come in and they just go, oh, okay, well, this feels really nice here. I don't know why or what you've done, but um, there's just something about your room. I love the energy. And um, and I don't really say anything. I'm just like, oh, yeah, cool. You know, rah, rah, rah. Um, But meantime, you know, all of those little salt lamps and all the things that I've got going on here, um, they're all adding to the atmosphere. And people don't realize that. So I think that's kind of cool
0: it is kind of cool um so the best desk the best desk position is to have a clear line of sight to the entrance to the room
1: ah fantastic um, so that's so good they that, did that right
0: that is that is so um i remember when i was back in the public service many 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 moons ago um i was sitting at a desk and had my back obviously there was like groups of four or six or eight in in an area um, and we're all sort of facing away with our backs to each other so I couldn't actually see who was coming up behind me um, at all times so you get that eerie feeling when your back's exposed it's you know it doesn't feel good I actually placed a small mirror at my desk so that I could see I had all my stuff there placed a mirror there so that I could see if somebody was approaching me from behind so for one I didn't get startled um and for two I was I didn't have that uncomfortability of you know what's going on behind me is there someone behind me is there this is there that um especially being um as sensitive as we are Michelle Mm. sometimes you feel like there is someone standing behind you and and you know Physically there's not, but yeah. energetically we have different, we pick up different things. For sure. So rather than have me sort of looking over my shoulder all the time because I have this this feeling, um, I had that there so I could see if it was a person or if I just sort of felt that there was something there and it was just something I could, you know, then take into consideration. But um, there is mention of not having direct line placement of the desk to the door. So a more diagonal yeah. sort of position. Yeah. Um, but again, Like we said, it's all about personal preferences and personal choices. So the the Feng Shui guidelines um, are there. They are taken very seriously by the cultures Mm. um, and by people who practice Feng Shui, Feng Shui Masters and, and what have you. But a lot of us, and there's so much information out there on the web. Um, a lot of us are just sort of learning and picking up different things. This conversation we have today may be completely different to what we have this time next year, Michelle. Yeah, Thanks absolutely.
1: Because I may be living um, in my um, the house we're building at that point too.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And and every place is different. And every time, I think, like with moving house or setting up your home, um, your energy is different at each time too. So what feels right for you in one time period Uh, you may turn around and say, well, that kind of makes me feel a bit tired and a bit old and Mm. and this now. So I'd like to swap that out with a different sort of thing.
1: Yeah. It's interesting too because you can see behind me, and obviously the listener at home can't see this, but I've got a window like right behind me. And so when I'm doing my Facebook lives, what used to annoy me, and that's why Jason was like sit on the other side because there's a solid wall there. The door was way over there. So I'm literally facing a wall. And um, the handy thing with that is that, you know, there's no break. Whereas I'm literally sitting kind of between a wall and a window. And that always annoyed me because I've got like a line coming out of sort of the middle of my head. So what we've done with the new place, and this is a little bit, we've, we've really spent a lot of time trying to figure this out because in the new place, I've got like a sliding glass door on my left. So that was going to be sort of the entry point for people to come in because we're getting it like two separate kind of areas. So like, um, you know, Jason will come in down the other end where the um, garage is. And then all my clients will basically park There's car parking um, spots available and walk over the road and then walk in basically through these sliding doors on my left. So in terms of the orientation of my desk, basically like I've got all glass to a point. Um, and then I guess a support you know, pillar or like a corner of the room um, where there's plasterboard. And then behind me, we had um, another set of sliding doors as well. So I'm like, I don't know where am I going to put stuff because there's just a lot of glass. And then on the other side over there on my right, was going to be another doorway out to the other part of the, um, the house because obviously I have to have an entrance into the rest of the house. So we're yeah. going to have another door over there on the right-hand corner, um, so the far corner that way. And um, so glass door this way, glass door behind me, and then another doorway over there and it was like i don't really where can i sit because i'm going to have like doors behind me and all of this and that's a bit weird and um you know i'm going to constantly have to have i guess curtains closed or something because you can see at the moment with the light coming in behind me sometimes it silhouettes me you know with zoom yes. and stuff like that um and you know we've got the bins sitting out here too so i don't really want people looking at the bins and the um hose reel So I don't know, like it's an interesting one. We've struggled with that a lot, whether we just have like a little door down there leading out to the pool, because the pool is going to be on my right in the deck area. So whether we have like a little door sort of leading out there rather than this massive sliding door behind me and just like a window, um, I think that's probably what we're going to go with because, um, yeah, I mean, it just feels odd. And like Beck said, you know, feeling like someone's coming up behind you or watching you. um, Yeah. And even doing Facebook Lives with the window open, I'm not comfortable with that because people are walking up and down the road and looking in and I'm just like, oh, it's a bit weird. So, yeah, we've got to sort of figure something out with that because it does make me feel a bit uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Maybe you could orient the sliding door into a different area of the house, maybe incorporate it, the, the second sliding. So you've got one for, for people to come in or you don't necessarily need to have a sliding door for people to come through into into your office
1: well we, um, we think- kind of do we kind of do because i want to have um the light and i want it because we're north yep. facing so i want to yep. have the light coming in because it's going to be cooler this place gets all the sun in the afternoon um because it's not the best facing house so i do actually want to get because it's going to go straight over the middle of the house which means it'll actually be quite cool in here so during winter especially um yep. i wanted to get you know a bit of sun in the room and warm it up So, um, yeah, I sort of wanted to have all the glass on that side, like on that side, the front side. But behind me, I think I probably just need like a window. I don't feel like I need another, um, you know, big sliding door sort of thing. Um, So, yeah, we've got to figure that out. But look, my recommendation is um, trust your gut, you know, or um, or get an expert, you know, so we're talking to the experts.
0: You could even have like some high up windows that just allow the light in you know like yeah yeah well we did look like a rectangle above the the top there and then people while you're having a reading if Jason's swimming in the pool people aren't watching him do laps in the pool
1: yeah yeah (laughs) although he loves that you know he loves that he walks around with his clothes off all the time you know I've got clients here I'm like oh there's my husband he's got no clothes and that's all right um I am kidding (laughs) I am joking um so sorry I just had someone do a burnout up the road what a tool bag um in a ute of all things welcome to aura. I don't know if you could hear any of that. Um, no. so you got headphones in, so maybe it didn't carry through actually speaking of that, Beck, we did get a guy with a Harley Davidson. Someone bought a Harley Davidson and he's been driving up and down the street like 15 times a day. So no, he must be on holidays or something. Cause I'm like, surely if you're working, you're not doing that. Um, and so I've had clients here and literally I've had to stop talking. Cause I don't usually use headphones when I'm just doing readings and, um, I'm like, hang on. There goes the Harley again. Here we are. And I've had some kids here going, what a tool bag. <laughs> his revving his engine up and down the road. Oh, my God. Um, Somebody
0: okay. got a new toy for Christmas.
1: Oh, gee whiz. I'm so excited about that. Uh, so, Beck, next episode, haircuts and uh, cutting away dead energy. You inspired us with your new hairdo. So... Yes. Yeah, we're gonna get into that because um, you know, it's not just about haircuts. I mean, obviously there's other ways getting rid of rubbish, um, etc., which you alluded to earlier with your house move. But um, you know, it is all about getting away that dead energy and how awesome because um that really allows us to feel fresh and new and lighter. So what are the other ways maybe that we can uh can do that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and some of that might be different little feng shui things that we can mm. incorporate into, a incorporate into it incorporate into it does yeah it's setting intentions it's and we've spoken about this too um before michelle um everything we do if we set intentions and and bring in the the positive energy with that mm-hmm. uh, makes a huge makes a huge difference
1: sure does
0: makes a huge difference
1: yeah one really of the good, good things
0: in um That they recommend is if you're feeling stuck in your energy um or stagnant or what have you if you move 26 things around how many 26
1: oh okay is that feng shui
0: yeah it's um moved for stuck energy actually 26 items so 26
1: is some important like very important number
0: it certainly is oh that's Um, interesting is it 26 or 27 27 27 things okay so, according to the peace loving feng shui.com, there is a Chinese proverb that says if you want to change your life, move 27 things in your home. It activates the Qi, the Qi, uh, or life force energy in your space.
1: That's so interesting. 27. All right. So, keep that in mind, folks.
0: So, there you go. There you go. Awesome. Um, so I'll put this link up as well because I've, just, I've actually put in three links, three Feng Shui links awesome. in here today, just little things. Because as I said, I'm still learning. I don't know it all. Um, and She does. She's things.
1: just pretending. She really
0: does. <laughs> I am Merlin. No. Um, <laughs> different things, you know inspire different people so i have put a few different groups up a few, few few different links up there amazing amazing
1: all right well thanks beck that's been awesome and um yeah great to skip into 2023 it's very nice uh so far so we'll um yeah see if that uh that sort of continues come. um fingers yeah, yeah, well that's what we're uh, that's certainly what we're hoping for. So, um all right. Well, great episode and I'll talk to you uh in a fortnight. It's very Wonderful. different, isn't it? <laughs> it
0: is, my goodness. Hey. Okay. Love you. Bye. Now. <laughs>